The Better Business Analysis Institute presents the Better Business Analysis podcast with Kingsman Walsh. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Better Business Analysis podcast with me, Benjamin Walsh. So here at the Better Business Analysis Institute, we follow trends and topics that are relevant to BAs. And one of the major topics that's happening at the moment is AI. And what does AI mean for a BA and business in 2023 and beyond? If you haven't yet got yourself an open AI account, I strongly suggest that you do so. Um, there is a tool which you would have seen through memes, you would have seen online and, and on LinkedIn called ChatGPT. And ChatGPT is uh, one of the many tools actually that um, within the family of OpenAI that allows you to uh, kind of prompt this text-based AI engine uh, for responses. And that sounds, uh, doesn't sound very magical until you experience it. The level and sophistication and I guess um, knowledge that this AI engine has been trained on allows it to do some very interesting things. So we'll talk about some of those examples in a minute. So we've got this very prominent, originally open source product, um, and you can get an account for free. Um, you are limited in terms of what you can do, and there's a paid option. Uh, it's important to know that uh, there is a relationship between OpenAI and Microsoft now, and ChatGPT uh, and that text processing will and is starting to be integrated with the um, what was called the Office Suite or Microsoft 365 um, for use there, which will change the way in which every office worker works. Um, and also there is a new Bing chat uh, interface which uses this uh, system as well, um, which is Microsoft's way of trying to, I guess, um, find some more um, market share in the chat space. Um, I have used it and I'm actually, I've actually been a little bit disappointed with the way in which it's been implemented there, but um let's just say that microsoft is cranking this up and they're doing it very very rapidly so what's happened as a result of ai um being pushed very 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 quickly and at the moment you'll see that i think every company's got a, a dot ai address or is doing something in this space um it's prompted a letter uh, an open letter by the likes of elon musk obviously tesla and his other companies use AI extensively, um, and also the founders of OpenAI, to uh, call for, uh, I guess, a, a pause on AI development right now uh, for six months to allow legislation and, um, I guess, worldwide governments to catch up and to... Um, put in some regulations in place, uh, which could be, could be a big turnoff for some of, some of you listeners, but the purpose of that is we are at a, we are past a tipping point where AI could be used for mass harm for um, allowing a foreign body or a terrorist 
to be able to hack into the Pentagon, for example, or for um, a private company's AI engine to be compromised, leading to cars, you know, um, purposely crashing into other cars. Or effectively, we're at a point where there could be some decisions to replace humans at a nuclear power plant by, a, by an AI engine. Um, there has been an agent or someone who has allowed the AI engine to be trained on bad code um, or code that um, will cause a meltdown, uh, but the AI engine, AI engine think that that, thinks that that is um, part of their learning and it could um, make a decision to, to I don't know, um, call or uh, process something incorrectly, which could then uh, lead to a catastrophic event. So this is where we're at with AI, and, and that's all doom and gloom. Um, but if you haven't actually r ridden the wave in the last um, year, and, and this is a different kind of AI to what I learned at u university, and I'll explain that in a minute, um, then, you know, number one is you need to get up with the play. Um, some of these tools are extremely exciting. They will change the way in which we operate on a daily basis. They provide opportunities to uh, reduce cost in many areas, uh, to really um, a switch from um, people who are involved in processing what I would say uh, lots of information and data to a switch to those people that train these tools. Um, so there will be a, a disruption in terms of those who are in um, data processing jobs um, design jobs and also in terms of writing so I'll, I'll, I'll give you some examples so you really understand what i'm talking about so first of all i'll chuck a poll into this podcast just to understand whether or not you have experienced chat uh, gpt or other ai advanced ai engines at this point and just to gauge where you're at um, but this please take this podcast as your trigger to go out there and start learning more about this stuff. Um, I've used these engines for a while now, and I can see um, why we're having a why we're having a conversation around ethics. But I can also see uh, how useful they are. So I'm going to bring you back to the 2000s, uh, when uh, showing my age here. But when I was at university, I actually did a paper in my third year which was uh, artificial intelligence. So that was around programming robots effectively to do various bits and pieces. I, I, I distinctly remember two of the projects we did, one which was to read handwritten text um, and try and decipher what, um, you know, what, what that corresponded to in terms of the ASCII, uh, you know, keyboard in terms of, you know, it wasn't an A, was it a B, or was it a C that I was drawing? And, um, you know, we got to some level of complexity there in terms of how people might write an A and this robot that we, we or AI engine that we produced, um, and it was an individual project that you could read this with a camera, um, upload a photo, <coughs> excuse me, of that image, and then it would tell you what, what you had written. And this was, um, I was still learning this stuff and, but that particular exercise in that project, you know, we, we got some good results. And um, I guess I should have taken hints that this could, could, could 
um, could advance very quickly and that we were learning as students, but that um, the, the corporate world was already much ahead in terms of being able to read invoices and populate, uh, extract information and then populate that information into systems, which is what Microsoft does through their Power Platform today, for example. So there was that example, and then the other one was the typical kind of AI robot where I think it was a vacuum example, a bit like uh, I think it's relevant today um, if you have a robot vacuum in your house. It was effectively that, just in a, um, a simulated mode where the robot would learn the walls and it wouldn't bump into the walls and it would move around and it was able to I guess, clean in this example, or in, in my case, just mark off uh, series uh, or squares of the room. So that was what your um, cleaning robot does today. I actually have one. Um, I find them very useful. Um, and that was effectively the same program that I wrote in university in the uh, 2000s. Um, now, I wasn't the best programmer, uh, and I left university with my software engineering degree um, enjoying the analysis um, papers and, and and management papers, and, and hence, hence I, I I made a, a sideways movement into into the analysis space. But um, we will fast forward now to 2022. Effectively, last year we started to see an emergence of what I would say. Um, I guess there was a, a wave of data science. Everyone was doing data science papers. Um, if you haven't done any data science papers, there's lots of free ones on LinkedIn. Uh, we were talking about, you know, BI a few years before that. But data science was really around processing a lot of information, taking a whole lot of unstructured information, um, trying to drop it into things like data lakes and just extract and make sense of that information. And that has uh, been an exponential rise in terms of the amount of resource and time effort for people to do that, for companies to make informed decisions. Now, that is humans taking that information and making informed decisions. But if you plug the same information and use the same kind of concept and you plug it into an AI tool or a mach like machine learning is the other word we use, um, you, the machine is learning this stuff um, and it is um, made to kind of um, build its brain, if you like, uh, with these mass data sets and big data, um, that one central tool interface becomes very powerful. And what we see with um, OpenAI is there's a whole range of different tools that are good at different things. So they're trained on different um, data sets. Um, some are image-based, some are text-based, some are chat-based, some are a mix. And with ChatGPT, you can actually go to the OpenAI open AI website, sign up uh, just free and play around in there. And when I say play around in there, um, you know, you are experienced, you can experience some of the uh, both scary and advanced and useful um, functions in which this tool allows you to do. And this is exposed via an API. You can pay, companies can build tools on here and there's a talk of an app store uh, which will plug into this. Um, Microsoft have, have uh, acquired or made a strategic partnership with that OpenAI and hence their Microsoft suite, uh, their, um, I think they call it yeah, Microsoft 365, which was Office, will integrate these tools and will be used. So that means that every Office worker um, who uses the Microsoft suite and um, Google has its equivalent, 
uh, we'll be using these tools um, within the next couple of months. So it's really important that you understand what they can do um, and, and how they can be used. So I'm going to give you a couple of examples, um, two uh, examples that I've used and how they might relate to BA and jobs in the future. When you get to chat uh, GPT, you get a prompt. It's like a chat uh, robot. And you can you can you can actually send it what what a, is officially called a prompt. And the reason that's important is there will be a whole range of jobs around those who now know how to prompt correctly to an AI engine. So BA is very good at talking to the business. Uh, this, there is a whole there will be a whole field of people who are very good at talking to robots or talking to AI and get the best out of them. And there are roles now for that. Um, and actually, if you go on Fiverr, there are, there is literally uh, there are literally businesses around um, giving you the right prompt to use. Um, so, look, I'm not that advanced in that area. I've still got a lot to learn, but I'll, I'll give you these two examples I talked about. One is more text-based. So, ChatGPT is text-based editor. It isn't uh, engine for images. Uh, there are um, those kind of AI options for you too and I'll talk about that as well uh, but just to start one of the prompt examples I used or um, you could use I, I didn't personally do this but um, was to send it through an email for example to explain to someone uh, why maybe you're leaving your job you're resigning so you could say to chat uh, GPT the prompt could be please write me an email to my boss at company X explaining uh, that I'm resigning on this date um, and that I enjoyed my time at the company. And you click enter, send that to the AI robot. The AI robot will process that. It will look for examples um, across the internet. Um, it will take every single word you use um, and it will focus on what it thinks is the most important. And it will come back with a response with an email written for you already. So it will come back with, um, sure, I can do that. Here's, um, here's the email. Um, I have made it this way. And it could say, dear sir, madam, um, I regret to inform you that I'm resigning on this date. I've enjoyed my time at company X. Um, it will add extra content um, um, to make it real and uh, a scenario it's learning around how to communicate how humans communicate it won't be necessarily just short and sweet uh, it won't it will do more advanced things than you uh, will necessarily think it could do and it will you know write this email for you and then you can take that email and you could paste that into uh, outlook or gmail and you could make it your own and you could send it now that you could say, well, you know, that's cool. It's re it's writing something for me. Um, I'm rewriting it. I'm sending it out. How useful could that be? Well, that's quite an, a personal example to to re resign. Um, and what I didn't say to you is I could actually reprompt and get it to to rewrite that email a number of times with other parameters. I could say make it more professional. Uh, maybe single out um, my boss um, Bob and how wonderful he is. Um, so you could keep doing that until you got closer to what you wanted, uh, and then there would be a tipping point where you would want to make it your own. And, you know, there are some of these responses do have a format or a structure which makes it very clear that it's come from 
uh, chat GBT, and there are websites that will literally, another robot, where you can take that email, send it through to there, and it will rewrite that so that it sounds less roboty, ironically. Um, however, let's, let's look at that particular example and think of a business uh, use case in which this would be useful, in which this could result in fundamental or substantial change within a business. So if we were to use the API and obviously not the chat interface and we sent it a similar, exactly the same kind of prompt, but we said that we wanted to send out all invoices for the month from our CRM system, which we had integrated with, or which there's now an app for, um, a letter, a personalized uh, email to all the people in the uh, CRM system that are up for um, billing this month and to use their name and to put in a personal note about how wonderful it is to have great continued business with you. Please see your invoice attached. If you've got any questions, come back and see us and, and make this personalized per company and talk about some of the last interactions we've had with this company, uh, which it would read from the CRM system. It would do that. So that's an advanced query, but I have no doubt that the capabilities of uh, ChatGPT, I haven't done that myself, but it would be able to do that. Which means the two to four hours that accounts sends um, either mail merging uh, um, all the invoices out to its customers on a Friday afternoon or the end of the month, um, that would be could be replaced by this. Not only that, we've enhanced that experience by making it personalized. So that, in effect, could save hours. And in human hours, that could be a lot of money. And to process this information, that could cost us um, a couple of cents. So in terms of a business case, it's starting to look quite attractive here that we want to look at um, use cases in which we can replace some of the lower level human interactions uh, just as chat, chat bots have replaced uh, or the first line support, if you like, uh, more advanced than that. Uh, we are now looking at effectively the interface to some of the prime um, processing functions we've got. So that's that's one example and that, that could mean you know mass job changes here uh, and people need to be aware of that. The other example that I've used chat GPT for is I was as I've just said before um, that was an example calling the API and um, sending it a prompt and coming back well I just wanted to see whether or not you could actually have that code written for you could chat GBT write the code I needed maybe in PHP for example or in Python to call the open AI a web service, send it this command and get a result back? And the answer is yes, it will. If I said, please write me this code in this language to do the following, ChatGPT would do that. Now you are limited in this free kind of version for how much uh, text it will respond and it will stop at a certain point, but you can ask it to continue. And there's no guarantee that the code it gives you is bug free or will work or is relevant to today. But the fact that it can program for you then and give you the result means that I don't need to be a programmer. That could potentially mean I don't need to hire a programmer, which 
which is actually, if you talk about job roles, a program is paid quite well in the IT realm. Um, and if a robot can program for me and I have a test team to check and maybe reprompt, uh, we're starting to talk about disruption in a kind of a high paid role here. And that's quite scary. So there are two, two examples, one where we're disrupting in terms of processing communication, in terms of data processing, and the other one is an advanced skill in terms of programming. That allows a BA to add more value, but it also allows us to see how that could change jobs. Um, for you as a BA, um, what you could use ChatGBT for, for example, is to proofread your requirements. Um, it's very good at applying uh, structured grammar in the English language. That's what it actually was made for. Um, so I've used it a number of times to read a proposal and to rewrite a sentence that I just don't like, or I just got writer's block and I just can't think about how to structure these words very well. And there's a surprising number of BAs I've met who are, are terrible spellers, uh, terrible with grammar or, or dyslexic like myself. Um, and this is a useful tool. Um, you could get it to challenge you in terms of have you written your user stories correctly, um, there are a number of ways in which you could use this. Primarily, it could be um, if you're responding to an RFP and you wanted something that was a bit generic and a bit more um, factual-based, uh, ChatGPT would be quite useful for rewriting your sentences. Uh, please don't. I wouldn't suggest you use it to write um, these documents as um, it will be very clear that your, your heart and soul and your um the what your tone is not captured here because it hasn't been trained on you however it will definitely give you the structure that you need uh for these documents and i have no doubt it will change the way we process words and that could mean that overall when when it's used in business uh maybe you'll find that some of the um conversations and documents that we use and we send back and forth may be you know 50 percent ai on both sides which is ironic when the robot's talking to another robot so that is one, well, a couple of examples, actually useful examples about how that could change jobs and how, what it could mean for you as a BA. Um, and I, I do think you need to spend time using these engines, seeing how it can be used for you, seeing how it could disrupt others. Um, and I do want to mention another whole realm within here. I've just talked about text, um, but images are fascinating. So I have, a, I have had a play with a, another engine that's not part of the open uh, AI family but they do have one which is Dell E um, this is an open source um, engine as well where you get a certain amount of credits if you like to play around and I, I gave it um, it's the interface it uses actually is um, the discord interface like a chat interface so it doesn't even have a uh, its own proprietary interface which is fascinating and this is this is open, so you you give it a prompt, you, uh, which is imagine, and other uh, you see everyone else's stuff that they've been asking for too, and you then follow that by what you want this image to portray. So uh, I had a bit of a play this morning uh, with this engine um, where I said imagine um, strong Kiwi woman um, close up. 4k that that was it um gave me some results it, it gives you four this particular tool gives you four results 
you can then almost zoom in on one of those um, or you can get variants of it. I will say these engines aren't that good with its variants. You really need to give it another prompt. Um, the, 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 um, I have seen that when you ask for a variant, it kind of goes off a, a little bit funky. And sometimes with if you don't talk about what's important in your prompt, then it can, you know, it can focus on areas that you don't think are important. Because uh, the English language, we don't necessarily stress um, with our sentences. Um, so the design tool will pick up more of a generic flavor. And I think these tools are great for that. Uh, but when you think about practical application, um, things like logo design and um, I guess um, clip art, um, whole industries with background images um, could be displaced through here. I can see that very, I can see right now, I imagine there's a whole industry of people on Fiverr who you pay to create a logo, they go straight to one of these tools. Maybe they pay a couple of cents for the for the um, for the generation, and then they post it back. You know, and there's quite a great margin there for them in terms of their time. And if they can automate that through an API, um, then you know there, there's money to be made, and, and you'll see a whole industry um, being uh, or you know jumped onto the back of or um, riding this wave. With my particular example, I, I went back and I said, look, it, it really didn't, I guess the concept of Kiwi or New Zealand um, wasn't that ingrained. Um, so I went back and I said specifically a Māori woman um, in terms of strong Māori woman um, and, and a close-up of, 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 of that person. And that's all, I, that's all I wrote. That was the only prompt I gave it. And it gave me four results, and they're all quite good. And then I zoomed in on one, of which I've posted to our LinkedIn page. And I want you to have a look at that and see what you think. Um, obviously, there was a famous photo of the Pope in a puffer jacket that came up came out a week ago, um, which was using an advanced version of, of these engines. Um, this wasn't, my idea wasn't to try and fake an uh, image. Uh, uh, it was just to give you an example of how powerful these images are. So AI is here to stay. Um, it is on the back end of data science. If you don't know data science, you need to learn that. But you need to spend time with these tools and you need to understand how they can be useful for you and for business and what it means for jobs and what it means for business and business value uh, in the future. So uh, that's me for this episode. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, please leave some comments or on our LinkedIn page or on our um, Facebook page. And uh, we'll see you next time.